started here just a second. Well, uh, well, good evening, friends uh, everywhere tonight. Welcome. It's uh, just a blessing to have you here with me tonight as we uh, get uh, get get engaged again and 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 really walk together in this world. I tell you, it's a uh, it's a cool and a beautiful fall. I mean, just a beautiful fall evening. It's uh, it, it's it's a little chilly. The sun is shining. It's setting a little earlier, so that means it's getting uh, a little darker out, and um, and so uh, it just it, you know it's just kind of the, the the seasons change, and so uh, and so we just uh, we're just ex excited about that, and and I just want to thank all of you for for being here uh, week after week, and uh, um, you know I um, as I as I was getting ready today and, and earlier tonight, I was um, I was just sitting here. Uh, and I was kind of watching uh, a video, and and it, and it just made me laugh because because I, I I could relate to it so well. But it but it talked about uh, it was about the men uh, the husbands of Target, and and it was interviewing husbands who were out in the parking lot, and they were uh, <laughs> they were um, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but 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 they were just out there, and 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 the one I remember said, you know, he just. Uh, he thought he was going to go in and, and look at some camping equipment and all he ended up doing was holding his wife's purse and very honorable but <laughs> but just a parody and fun and I, and I can tell you when you go into target it is not a short trip target is a is a i tell you you could be in there for days um i, I don't know what it is but but uh they just have this pool and uh um personally I'm okay not being in there for days, but but some apparently end up in there for days, and so, uh, but but I tell you, we, uh, uh, we 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 laugh at stuff like that, and, and we just uh, you know we just we just have to smile sometimes in life because it's a, uh, I tell you, it, we, th this day and age we live in is is oh I tell you it's so difficult. You know we've been uh, we've been praying for for our nation, we've been praying for our communities as as we deal with this pandemic that's that's still here and. And, and I tell you, you know, we just saw how the, the president became ill and, and it quickly spread through throughout the government, through, through various individuals. And and as I said last week and I even shared with my church, it's not about your, your political view. When, when someone is ill, we pray for them because that's what we're called to do as 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 believers. And, um, you know, I think about I think about the, the journey that they've gone through. And I, and I hope that. Um, that they're doing well. I hope that they're, you know, recovering well. I think he was going to go home, and uh, um, and and that's good, right? That's good. But but it's just one of those interesting things that happens in, in our society is is people will take something like that on either side and just twist it, and uh, and it just kind of sucks the life out of us. We got to have some things to laugh about, and and so uh, husbands of Target, look it up. It, it uh, if any of you uh, are out watching tonight, and 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 you have a husband who goes with you to target or or your husband and you go with your wife to target you may just relate you may just relate and uh boy i tell you it was it was quite fun although i think now i'm gonna when i go to target next time i'm just gonna have to go uh bring carts in from the parking lot and they may give me a job as one one, one husband quoted in there so but uh, i hope i hope all of you are doing well uh lynette i see you're on i, I heard you were uh, actually up here in northwest ohio i uh, visiting uh uh, Jim and Susie and I hope you had a great visit uh, he shared with us uh, during lunch on Sunday that you got your Tony Pacos and uh, I hope you're enjoying that so well friends I want to uh, kind of continue this week you know last week I, I, I spent some time talking about suffering and 
good and bad and evil and why do, why do you know those good things that, that we try to do we try to be good people but yet bad things end up happening to us time and time again and and it, and it creates this this overriding question of why and so you know today and, and throughout this week I, I come on and continue that conversation a little bit because it is it is um, I think at least at some level a very important message for all of us that we deal with uh, in our in our days in our lives because the truth is that as we wrestle with good and bad uh, evil it, it is a reminder of, of that not only are none of us immune to suffering but that we all, I think at some level, will ask that question. Why do I have to suffer? Why is, why is my life, why am I experiencing pain? And, and I think, again, all of us go through it. And so, so I want to read to you um, out, of, out of the book of, uh, book of Romans, but uh, Paul's letter. Paul's writing again to the Church of Rome. If you're familiar, if you're familiar with this letter, and, and if you're not, um, it's a letter he writes to the Church of Rome, and, and he and he writes it because, well, I think one he he wants to convey the importance of uh, continuing to follow Christ because they're they're kind of in a think of it this way. Uh, today we live in a society in a world that that. That is constantly trying to pull us away from our from our faith or relationship with God, and and so he's trying to do that with with the new Christians in Rome because they're in the heart of of where Rome is, and so they're having to hide or they're being persecuted, and and so he writes this this letter um, mainly to the Gentiles in Rome, but but I want to read verse verse I could read verse eighteen, but I really want to read verse nineteen to you tonight. It says this, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. Now one verse, you, you just read that, like well, what does that mean? Uh, what, what, what possibly could could that really mean? Well, you, you do have to kind of read it in its context, in its place in Scripture. Because, because before that, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness. So, so God's wrath that Paul touches on is, is demonstrated to those who do evil, that show evil in the world. And so, so what does this mean? Well, I think as we begin to wrestle with this question of suffering, we then begin to, as, I, as we've said before, as we've probably uh, maybe said to ourselves in the hearts, why do, why do bad things happen to good people? It then begs the, the the statement, or or maybe it assumes that there is good and evil, um, that there are some who are inherently good and there are some who are inherently bad. But yet, it also I think um, points to something else of of the fact that that you know when we read scripture, and I'll, and I'll probably touch on this a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, that that we have to define good and we have to define what is evil but but when we think about good and evil or or good and bad to begin with we we are deciding in a sense aren't we we are deciding what is good and what is evil uh, we might say that that the evil person or a thing or an event or or a period of history 
that exists is evil. We're deciding that that something is evil because, and we have a list of categories, right? Terrorism is evil because it creates fear. Uh, terrorism is evil because because it oppresses others, and and there's some truth to that, yes. But then we also have that same categories to goodness. We say that that angels are good. Those who serve the homeless are good. Those who give up of themselves and their time for others are inherently good. And, and these are definitions that, that we have applied ourselves, both, both internally for ourselves, but as, actually over time, uh, we have learned the difference between good and bad. Right? When we're growing up, we hear our parents tell us, you, you shouldn't do that, that's bad. Uh, don't do that, that's bad do that that's good right we, we 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 reward our children when they do good we punish them when they do bad we teach them the difference between good and evil and so then when something bad occurs something evil occurs we take that evil and we're applying it to a good situation and and again i think we're using our own personal spin on it So, so then the question is raised, if that's true, can anyone truly be good? If someone does something to you that harms you and, and based on your logic of evil, they now fall from good over to evil, is it a case of, of they are no longer good? That there is no more good in them? If an event happens in the world and we say that's that's a result of, of evil, of Satan, of the devil, does that mean that there is no more good in the world? There's no more good. And, and therefore, because there's no more good, therefore there is suffering. There is suffering. But what if, what if you yourself are classified as evil? What, what if someone looks upon you and says, you are evil? Now, you probably would say, no, I'm not evil. I'm not evil at all. Because to you, the standard of evil doesn't fit into who you define yourself as. And here's where I think the rub begins to happen. Because then we say, well, I'm suffering not because of me, but because of some outside force placed upon me. And sometimes that is true. But we always, or maybe not, maybe always isn't the right word. We, we typically will say suffering is created by evil, which signifies there is evil in others who then trigger that, but yet those others might tell us, I'm not evil, I'm good. I'm doing good. And, and we have these set of standards. So how do we get around that? How do we walk through that? Well, I think we walk through it because we recognize God has set those standards. 
not us. And that in all of us is a brokenness. Think about the book of Genesis. The fall of humankind occurs. And there is evil in that moment. But are they evil? No. Are you evil? When you do something evil, are you evil? No, you're not. And so, when others do evil to you, create evil, and maybe it's not even directly to you, you just see them do evil things, are they evil? And my response to that would be, no, the moment the action might be, but yet they are not. And then when we begin to look at suffering and we say, why do bad things happen to good people? The truth is, why do bad things happen to anyone for that matter? Because aren't we all at some level good and at some level bad? Do we have good and evil within us? Mm. I, I, I think that's a... That, that's a that's a that's a deep theological debate probably but but I just I just when I think about good and evil and why it happens to people why do some suffer and others don't I don't think it's a lottery I don't think it's a uh, God punishing you I mean if you read the Old Testament God does punish the Israelites for their sin but if we focus on only that, then we miss what comes after suffering, and that is redemption, that is resurrection, that is healing, that is joy, that is love. That's where we have to focus our, our thoughts. Even in the midst of suffering, we have to focus them there. And we pray. We pray for grace to show up we pray for healing to show up and as paul writes in this in this first very beginning chapter you know if i go all the way back to verse 8 he, he thanks god he thanks jesus for those in rome for the gentiles he says all of this because he says that I may somehow at last succeed in coming to you, for I am longing to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gifts to strengthen you. But he knows to go there may be death for him. And he proclaims even later on in verse 16 that he's not ashamed of the gospel, but yet it is the power of God. Power of God. It's the power of God to overcome pain and suffering. It's the power of God to heal the brokenness that we all carry and deal with. And some of us are, are lost. Some of us are wrestling with something deep. And we've isolated ourselves or maybe, maybe we've turned things off because, well, right now it's just us and God. We can't worry so much about the world, but only worry about having that relationship with God. Because it is through God, as Paul 
as Paul mentions here. For God is revealed from heaven. And I believe God is revealed both in his wrath and his healing and his joy and his blessing and his grace. Because we know about God is plain to all of us. Because God shows up to us. God shows us mm, so, so much. So we have to, friends, walk in this life. We have to walk humbly with grace and know that we're going to encounter all sorts of things. We will encounter joy. We'll encounter happiness. We'll encounter gifts that we never anticipated arriving. And we're going to encounter pain, encounter suffering. But yet it's not because of evil or that we are evil or that they are evil or that we have not done good enough. It's just that it does happen in this world. But that the suffering that comes will end, will cease because of Christ, because of his love for all of us. I think there's our focus there's our hope. Hmm. Well, my friends, as, as we take a moment tonight to pray, I want to encourage you to, uh, to just be in prayer for, for all of us, for, for your neighbors, for your friends, for the strangers you encounter this week. You know, I, I, I read uh, over the weekend that, that while the pandemic hasn't ended, the number of cases is rising and there's still a lot of distrust and in the information out there and they're still trying to figure things out. And I've seen a lot of, a lot of pain, but there's also celebration. I, I witnessed even over this weekend how there were several families who welcomed new children into their lives. They were blessed with joy and we want to celebrate them celebrate that God has granted them a special gift but let us celebrate God is with us all as we celebrate and as we cry on the mountaintops and in the valleys Jesus is there with us all I invite you my friends to join me in a moment of prayer the Lord be with you. Loving Father, tonight on the front porch, I give thanks to you. I give thanks, Lord, for your love and for your grace, for your mercy, for your guidance, for your amazing love and peace in our lives. Lord, tonight on the front porch, we begin another journey, another week together. But in this walk this week, we, we remember that there will be moments in which we will be knocked to our knees. There will be moments this week, Lord, when we will just be so, so isolated or so frustrated because it seems like suffering is around every corner. We'll witness it in others. We'll witness it in our nation. But let us not forget that even in the midst of all of that, you are there. 
you are with us all. Showing us how to demonstrate grace to others, patience, the willingness to wait in those moments when we wish to run, the willingness to sit back and know that you are at work even as we ourselves become impatient with that work you're doing. Watch over us all today, Lord, as we celebrate the gift of your Son, Jesus, in and around our lives. It's in his precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. And so, my friends, as... As we celebrate what God is doing in and through our lives, may we also celebrate that in the midst of the suffering we experience, God is there. God is right there with you. God is right there with your neighbors, with your friends. He's in our communities. He's in our nation tonight. He will be victorious. He will conquer the suffering because he did so through his son on the cross. The son which is about to arrive as a child on a cold winter night. And so friends, I pray that tonight you have a very blessed evening. That as you go forth into the darkness of the night that you are celebrating the light of Christ in and through you that all that you do, all you encounter, is with Jesus by, by your side. I thank you, my friends, for joining with me tonight here on the front porch. It's a chilly evening, but it's a gorgeous evening. 